0: Welcome to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast with Phil Graham and Sam Carlson. We help you master Facebook ads and give you an edge over your competition. If you want to be part of a movement that is taking digital marketers to new heights,
1: this is for you. Let's go
0: what is up everybody welcome back to the next little facebook ads podcast episode 118 today i'm your host sam carlson i'm joined as always with my
1: buddy phil graham what's up everybody and what is up my friend glad to be here with you this week
0: yeah i'm glad to be here today in fact this topic that we're going to be talking about today you guys i am pretty dang passionate about and i'm really excited to talk about what we're going to be sharing with you guys today Heck yeah! i really have the like I know there's going to be a couple of people, more than a couple, that are going to, this is going to be a changing point in your business when you listen to this podcast today. So buckle up because it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so what are we talking about today, buddy?
1: Yeah, today we're going to talk about whether you're a farmer or a hunter when it comes to Facebook advertising and business in general. And there's a big difference between the two and we're, we're going to like lay it all out and tell you which one you should be and why. Yep. And the, the one that's the correct one is maybe 1%. And everybody right. else is the, the 99% is, is the incorrect one. So I think it's going to be eye-opening for a lot of you guys.
0: Right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get into that, you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we do have a Facebook Ads Masterclass that uh, we are offering. If you go to EliteMarketer.org, August is the last month that you will be able to get that okay so if you've been putting it off don't wait too much longer because it could be gone and uh, again that's a t- it's 297 it's some amazing content go to the go to the sales page check it out see what's there and uh, if you want to take your uh, facebook ads and become you know a deal season pro then get out there and and you know get the right information and the right tools in your hands so elite Go check it out, and uh, let's jump into this, man.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and by the way, that's not false scarcity. We really are um, going to take that down on the last day of August, so beware. Yep. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> farmer or hunter, you know, there's a big difference between the two, and uh, I know you and I are both farmers, and we're going to explain why, but mm-hmm. why don't you uh, kind of explain – a quick definition of the difference between a farmer or a hunter?
0: Yes. So um, if you think, I mean, a farmer and a hunter, today we have a lot of luxuries, right? We can go to the grocery store and buy anything we want. But back in the day, um, before really a lot of this civilization, everything came together, there was really two types of people, uh, two types of people, hunters and gatherers, right? And the hunter is the person that will go out and in certain conditions will put in a lot of work and then have one you know one opportunity to reach their goal okay they get it it's done okay now on to the next okay so they're constantly peaking and valleying you know to get their their food their food source and the problem with this is it's unpredictable it's difficult it's hard I mean, people that were amazing hunters were the ones that lived. But if you weren't, you died. And I don't have the stats on it, but we know that, you know, they, there's a whole law called the, the law of natural selection. <laughs> and it kind of chose the people that were good at hunting and they lived. And the ones that weren't, they died, right? So it was a very harsh way to live. Now, come in agriculture and farming. What changed about farming? Well, first of all, we know that a lot of people got really fat, right? <laughs> they started getting, you know, instead of being so skinny and lean all the time because you never had any idea when your food would come in, now you have a predictable a schedule, a harvest season. You could almost plan the entire year and manage your food and never go hungry. Right? So, why are we talking about this? This seems like a ridiculous, you know, concept for running Facebook ads. Well, what we have noticed, and actually, Phil and I have had conversations about this a lot. What we notice is in the world of business, not only Facebook ads, but in business in general, these two parallels seem to manifest themselves more often than not. And most of the time, what you see is people managing their business more like they're a hunter. Okay. They have a very short-sighted approach. Their sales cycle is extremely, you know, abrupt. It is slow. And it's that instant gratification. If they don't make the sale or if they don't do the thing, then, you know, it's not going to happen. They don't have the planning. They don't have the schedule, the patience, all those things, right? And if you're trying to do this thing long-term, that is a death sentence right there. So, Really, today, what we're going to be talking about is how to have the mentality of a farmer, and what we do. I mean, specifically, what we do to to accomplish that. So that's kind of the rundown as far as the analogy. Hopefully, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people, most people, are probably hunters. And and um, if I were to kind of also break it down and describe it, a farmer is somebody. That, uh, let's uh, let's actually talk about. A garden first. I never thought I'd be talking about gardening on a <laughs> podcast. Maybe talk about
0: like a football team gardening or something. Yeah, I know I
1: should. Yeah. Um, on their off day, the Seahawks garden. Now, um, <laughs> uh, I will talk about our garden. We actually have a garden ourselves here in our um, backyard and we plant tomatoes and stuff. And when we plant the tomatoes, the seeds and stuff, We don't plant them and then expect to eat tomatoes from that plant in a couple days or even a couple weeks. Right. After we plant, what has to happen? We have to actually water them and make sure they get sunlight and all that kind of stuff over a long period of time. And then now, like now we are reaping the harvest, like for the past month or so, month and a half we literally don't ever have to buy tomatoes because we're overrunning with tomatoes. <laughs> so and we probably will be for another month. But how do we not put in the work early on to actually plant and get rid of weeds and water on a regular basis, make sure that it was in the right place in the sun and all that kind of stuff, we wouldn't be reaping. So it's predictable, though, you know, when we planted, uh, which was probably in April or somewhere you know, around there, We did it last year too. We knew when to expect the harvest. And so it was very predictable. We knew what to do. And Facebook ads and your business can be very similar. You know, the big mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make, and and even businesses, is that too many people focus on organic as their method of planting if at all, a lot of people just don't plant at all. But the ones that do, they just plant organically. And the problem is, you can't control who sees it, how often they see it, how many people see it, because of all the algorithms, and it's always lessening too, you know, everywhere as time goes on. So it's just not a reliable source of planting. But when you run ads, you 100% control because you actually direct the ads in front of the exact types of people that you want. So you're guaranteed. Like when you run an ad, you're not going to guess Oh, I hope somebody sees it or I wonder how many people see it, you can literally know, especially as you run more and more ads, you'll know who's going to see it, how, how much it'll cost per view per lead per sale, all that kind of stuff. And that becomes predictable. And when you create a system for your business, that's predictable, that brings in potential customers, and then can turn them into an actual paying customer or client, that my friends is like farming. And you can do that like a, you can turn that on and, on, on and off like a light switch as needed. And it's predictable. And it's scalable. And that's what I preach. It's what we talk about. Sam and I talk about it on the podcast all the time. And that is the true framework of, you know, success when it comes to Facebook ads. Yeah. So let's talk about like content. And because I think what people, you know, also make the mistake of doing is when they do, you know, using our analogies farm, they're probably putting out the wrong kind of content when they're farming, which, you know, so what do you see people doing, Sam, when they're like, let's say they're running ads, what are they putting out there? that they think they're farming, but they're actually hunting?
0: Well, I think, I think the interesting thing is most of my experience is what happens post lead generation. Okay. So in this example, with the farming, you just basically harvest and then you let them rot, right? You, you do nothing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you don't even get to that point where you plant the seed and then you never water them is better. Right. Um, How many people like ask yourself, if you're a business that generates leads, like leads are the currency for new prospects and business in your business, what is the amount of effort and planning that goes into converting those into paid units, whether that's some type of service or a sale or whatever you're selling, right? Um, it's really interesting because I find people will do a lot. They'll, they'll invest a lot of creativity, you know, come up with lead magnets, do all sorts of stuff. But if, the, if once that lead is generated, if it is not converted into dollars really fast, then, then the campaign becomes a failure, right? Yep. And so I think one of the really important things is to understand what cycle we're really going through. And if you understand, like, what is the cycle and every by the way, this cycle will apply to every single business out there, but its length changes based on what you're selling. Okay, so here are the four steps in the cycle that you need to understand. The first is attention. Okay, the second is interest. The third is consideration. And then the fourth is purchase right so attention interest consideration purchase now attention is it's not hard to get attention especially with with facebook ads with everything that we do here it's really not that difficult to get attention interest is putting something out there that gets them to take that next action right and if you do it well enough then interest gets them to convert into you know the prospect the lead Okay. Now consideration, I think, is maybe what you're talking about when, when we're talking about content, different, different parts of that consideration. So people don't buy for a lot of different reasons. Okay. So during that consideration phase, we need to treat these people that are in that pool like they're not gone. We just haven't either got to the right timing or we haven't answered the right question for them. Yep right? And it's, it's really interesting because if, if, you, if you think about every lead you generate, okay, if you think of it in another analogy, I know we're getting like super deep into the analogies on this, <laughs> right? Think about like your business. Are you trying to treat your leads like they're a microwave, like they heat up real fast and then they're done? Or is it closer to maybe an oven? It takes a little while to heat up, but then holds heat so long as everything's working properly, right? The reality is, is if, you're, if you think, if your expectation is that your leads should convert like a microwave, should be really fast, you should be able to take people through that cycle super fast. Well, you might be like, you might just have a problem in expectation. Again, every sales cycle is different, but the the lesson here is just understand that people take you know, there's different things, there's different rungs of the ladder, we got to climb up before they'll purchase, whether that's proof, you know, social, you know, social proof, or or otherwise, like, you know, actually showing them what we're doing, whether that's some type of guarantee, whatever it is that they need to see. These are the things that we need to continually do in that consideration pool to advance them towards that purchase.
1: For sure. And, what I see most people doing is they're running ads essentially, man, we're just going to do so many analogies. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: it, is This should be retitled as the analogy show.
1: I know right? <laughs> Hopefully uh, it's helpful though, you guys get it. at least they're not all football ones this time. so some people that don't like football are probably like yes, there's some gardening ones. Yes, true uh, <laughs> uh, and and also cooking ones, microwave. Uh, but anyway when I see people running ads, you know, I see a lot of people at the top of the funnel, which is like when they're planting seeds, they're doing sales ads 100%, like going straight for the sale. And that's literally like planting seeds expecting the tomatoes by tomorrow, you know, it just doesn't work that way. In most cases, unless you're selling like a really inexpensive e commerce product or something, you know, there are exceptions. But for most of our listeners, that's not how to do it. And then also, like Sam said, in the consideration phase, let's say you've already got somebody's attention. Just because you got their attention, it doesn't mean they're always ready for a pitch. You know, they might not actually be needing your exact product or service yet. They might be thinking about it. But it may not be ideal for six more months for all we know, we don't know. But if you can get in front of them and stay in front of them, through other ads and through email and different things like that, with non annoying messages that aren't just pounding them over and over again for the sale. That's the perfect way to farm them and do it the right way. What most people do is they either at that phase, they either don't farm at all, you know, and and just write it off if somebody doesn't buy from them right away, or they just keep sending, they just keep hammering them with sales messages. And both of those are not the way to go. So if you do it like we're describing, it gives you a huge advantage in the marketplace without a doubt.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on a new client call or I've, gotten, or I've had somebody answer an email or something like that. Oh, I was just thinking about you or I've been meaning to get around to giving you a call, whatever it is. I hear that. It seems like every single time I get a new client, it's that type of initial conversation, right? In in fact, last um, two or three weeks ago, signed up a client that had been in my finding pool for about six months.
1: Yeah, that's a long time when you think. So uh, let me ask you this. What did you do during that six months in order to kind of just keep the awareness up?
0: Yeah. So, so my emails that I send out to that group of people, now that group of people are people that either opted in for a lead magnet or opted in for something else. Like they're on my list. And so one of the things that I do is I just email really good stuff and my stuff is my, the way, like I'm not going to put an email out there unless it's got valuable information that people would pay for. Like what the, the content of the email itself is worthy of compensation.
1: So wait, you mean you're not emailing just saying, hey, buy my stuff. No that way, man. Needs to be a no <laughs> way. You
0: no, know, I, I have a stealth close on every on every email. And a stealth close, if you guys have never heard of that, it's basically it's just a under the email. It's a by the way. If this message was helpful and you would want to know what it's like working with me, click this link and schedule a call. It's pretty yeah.
1: easy. Yeah, you and know. that's a great it's a non-invasive easygoing thing to put in there that is not annoying mm-hmm. or, or sales pitchy at all. And you put it after value. So like, yep, that's the perfect way to do it. Most yep. people don't do that. Most people don't email at all, you know, but if they do email, it's more about, you know, Hey, how are you today? Now buy my stuff, you know? So I, yeah, there's like, it's not a mistake that you got that client after six months is because of those things you did. So for our listeners, you guys just need to make sure that do you have an email service, you know, whether it's Aweber, MailChimp, Active Campaign, or Drip or whatever, any of them, there's ConvertKit, there's a bunch of them. Use that email service. Even though people say, nobody opens email, I guarantee you, most people still use their email. Now, if you're like 20, that might, you know, you may not e- use your email that much. So if your market is like really young, like in the teens, that that may be a little bit different, but for most people, they still use their email on a regular basis. And email is far from dead.
0: Right. Email is far from and, and I will tell you one other thing that I think is of merit for this example. That person and another, and I forgot, he there's another guy that I landed that same week that he'd been in the finding pool for a year. And that I actually ran a webinar to that list. And it was a live webinar where I taught them the top performing ads of the past six months and what was new. And at the end of the webinar, it was an hour webinar and it was really good stuff. At the end of the webinar, I said, Hey, by the way, if you want to see what it's look like working with us, feel free. And these guys, boom, they came on, they, they found so much value in it. So that consideration phase, people are wanting to connect with you. They're wanting to they're, they're wanting to find a reason beyond any reasonable doubt to work with you because people are jaded. They're, you know, they, they don't know who to trust. And when you present yourself as the person to trust, that's refreshing. Okay. So that, again, that consideration phase is, and it's different for everything you're doing. We sell a high ticket retainer service for what we do, right? It's not cheap but if, and if i was so if i was selling something that was you know lower ticket then that's going to be easier to do okay i guess the point is i really i really want you guys to start thinking of every part of your business and here's where i believe the the paradigm shift can come look at the sales cycle of your business are you rushing it do you understand it okay do you understand the sales cycle of your business if you do then you can predict what your sales and what your business is going to be like. That's the beautiful thing about farming. Okay. If you're able to predict your harvest, you can plan the entire next year. If you can predict your units of sales from your business, you can predict and grow. You know that if you put a certain amount of money in it, it's going to reap a certain amount of reward, but that will not happen if you do not. Again, if you don't understand, How long does it take people in our consideration phase to convert? What do the, what do they need to see? What are the boxes we need to check off? How do we need to touch them? Do we need to email them? Do we need to text? Do we need to message? Do we need to, you know, webinar train, whatever those things are. If you guys will take the time to plan out those, you know, those steps, Your And if you do it on a consistent weekly, daily, monthly, consistently, if you do that every single day, you'll be able to predict down to the day and the dollar spent in advertising, how many patients, or (laughs) patients, how many clients, I work with uh, doctors a lot, you guys, how many clients you will be getting on a weekly, daily, monthly basis?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'll give a couple quick examples. So I've got a client that sells weight loss coaching and she there it's like $5,000 so it's pretty high end but it's great she does really well and she's gotten plenty of clients from her podcast and they'll say literally oh my gosh i've listened to your podcast and i decided to finally take action and and get in touch with you and see how i could lose the weight and she'll be like oh great so you know how long have you been listening and she's expecting him to say oh a couple of weeks and Many times it's like, oh, a year, you know, or a year and a half. I've been listening to you for a year and a half. That happens all the time to her. Yeah, you know, and it's really interesting. She just continually gives value every single week, no matter what, and she emails and all that stuff too. So that's one example, and then another example. I actually have a client that came to me after two years. that's a long time. I'm like, what were you waiting for, dude? (laughs) You know, and it just wasn't the right time prior to that. Uh, So you just never know when the time's right, it might be three days, it might be three months, it might be three years, but whatever the case is, if you're doing the right things, then you can, you know, uh, consistently predict when that will be. And it's going to be different depending on your kind of business and how good you are, At these things, you have to like have talent and improve your skills at doing the things, you know, at um, putting out the content via email and the ads and all that. But as you do that and you track the numbers, it becomes very predictable. You can sleep better at night. And also, someday, if you ever want to sell your business, having something like that in place that is a predictable, scalable way to bring in business that. You have mastered is a huge asset and will actually allow you to sell your business in the future. Yep. Versus just relying on some uh, organic social media personality or hope or chance or anything like that, which is way way tougher and takes forever if if ever.
0: That's exactly right. You guys go out, give this a shot. Get out a piece of paper and a pen. Write down you know your thoughts, your ideas, and see if you can improve. And I mean you've got gold that's sitting there waiting for you to turn over that you kind of forgot about. That's what's yep. so great about this is you have assets and resources that are sitting right there for you to, you know, to take control of that you didn't even know you had. So, um, 118 is in the books. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you and uh, we will see
1: you on the next one. Thanks everybody. See you next time. Peace out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Next Level
1: Facebook Ads Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this with all your friends. For show notes, more tips, and to learn more about us, please visit
0: fbadspodcast.com.